0: Tough matchup for the Sabres. Dallas, we'll see if the Goatheads can get it done. Tuesday night at KeyBank Center. We'll preview it next here on Locked on Sabres. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. You can follow me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter. And we've got a game to preview between the Sabres and the Dallas Stars. A tough one. Big underdog. The Sabres are at home against a very good team. We'll let you know what's going on. With Dallas, they're an older team, but they're right in their winning window. And it's it's going pretty well, I would say, for them this season. Led by someone that we discussed on Friday when we were talking Olympics. Jason Robertson, elite player, American player, top of their lineup. We'll talk about his season and what the team is really overall. Uh, as the Sabres have a tough one in front of them tonight. As they are 10 points back of a playoff spot. I did have one texter point out to me, and by the way, you could become a sortie on our Locked On Sabres text line. Go to, jo- to joinsubtex.com slash Locked On Sabres. The Sabres were at one point last February, eight points out of a playoff spot, which they could be with a win on Tuesday, and they only missed the playoffs last year by one point. So you can get hot. It's still kind of true. I mean, I've kind of stopped saying it because I'm sick and tired of believing that it can happen, but it's still true. Sabres went on a win streak right now, five, six games. They're back in the race. They would be. They would at least make it interesting. Um, But again, I'm just at a point where I believe it when I see it because I've been trying to believe all year that it's possible. Uh, Now without Jack Quinn and Matias Samuelson, it's a little bit harder for me to believe that they can go on a run like that. Sabres Droughtology coming your way. We've got, uh, I've got my same game parlay of the night, which I'm feeling very good about coming in the second half of today's show as well. The hot dog of the day as well coming your way. If you're going to the arena like me, I'll be wearing the black and red. as It's Goathead Night again. I'll be wearing the black and red, the Finneganoff jersey if you want to say hi. And even the magic of the black and red has worn off, which is kind of the story of the season. And it's not been a fun season, but here's to hoping they can turn it around uh, on Tuesday night. So before we get into the matchup and, you know, some of my takeaway from my conversation with Don Granado on Tuesday morning at WGR Sabres Droughtology of the day, let's kick it off with some Super Bowl flavored Sabres Droughtology. I got a couple of different parts for this. The last Super Bowl. First Super Bowl, I should say, after the last Sabre playoff game. So the first Super Bowl that happened after the Sabres last made the playoffs was Giants and Patriots. That's how long that's been. Tom Brady, the last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, was only sitting on three Super Bowls and four Super Bowl appearances. He would go back to the big game six times and win four more over the course of his career since the last Sabre playoff game, Patrick Mahomes was 14 years old. He was playing baseball and had att- had yet to attempt a pass in high school football. That's how long it's been since the Sabres were last in the playoffs. If you've got a good, uh, timely Sabres droughtology for me, throw it my way. I'm adding them to the list, and we're going to keep going through them day by day. I talked to Don Granado Tuesday morning on WGR Sports Radio 550 couple of takeaways that I had from my conversation uh, and Jeremy White's conversation with Don I want to start with Matias Samuelson being out for the season we asked him about Samuelson I asked him about Samuelson's injury uh his season I should say before he got injured and I do think Granado sounded to me like someone who wanted more from Samuelson and his play this year, that there had been some missteps. There hadn't been progression, um, but that he also, you know, has more to give more potential. Sounded to me like he wanted more from Matias Samuelson this season. If I'm trying to read between the lines on what he said, I also got an interesting comment from Granado on Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson was 14 goals on the season. I asked Don, what do you want to see from Tage over the second half of the year? And what Don pointed to, had me thinking about some other things that we've discussed here on the show. He said that Tage's been kind of frustrated putting too much pressure on himself, and that he needs to get back to a happy place. Okay, so let's let's look at uh, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Right, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore said, "Find your happy place," and maybe that's what Tage Thompson needs to do right now because Thompson isn't scoring goals. Granado pointed to, you know, his happiness and the fact that he knows what the team looks like in the standings. He knows the season's not going well. He knows he's paid to score goals, and it's not happening. And maybe he's gripping the stick a little bit too tight, or maybe he's just too – he's just got to escape that. You know, he is someone that is getting really picked apart in the power play. The opponent is taking him away. And I don't think his team and his line mates have done a good job of getting him open. And that's a big part of this. I don't think it's all on Tage. I will say, though, five on five. I know the numbers show that Tage isn't actually taking the step back really all that much at five on five. It just looks to me like he has. He's not skating with speed nearly as often as he was last year. And I mentioned the power play. He had 20 power play goals last year. This year, he's got three. I think a lot of that is the style and is the coaching element of it. but. I just hope Tage doesn't get into a place that Ryan O'Reilly got to. I'll say it. O'Reilly, who was still productive by the way, was like putting up sixty plus points a year. Said that the game and the 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 vibe kind of sucked the life out of him. And to, just to paraphrase, and I just when he, I heard Granado talk about his happiness, I just want to make sure and I want to really hope that that's not happening to Tage because there was another NHLPA survey. That the athletic uh, broke down recently, or actually, maybe the athletics, the one who ran it. And the Sabres were one of the buildings that players least like going to play. And it wasn't even because of the city or anything, it was because it just feels gloomy in there. And we talked about that. Robin Leonard said as much, O'Reilly kind of said as much. And now I've got the coach talking about the best offensive player on the team and his happiness. And I've got other players telling you that this arena and that this atmosphere that is around the Buffalo Sabres is gloomy. They brought that upon themselves, right? Like this is what a 13-year playoff drought will do to you. But I hope that's not bleeding into the players at all because I think it can easily happen when things don't start going your way. Uh, Other things Granado got to. The line he wants to keep together the most right now is Jordan Greenway with Casey Middlestat and Alex Tuck. We'll get into what that means in terms of the rest of the lineup, including a guy that's on line one or the the hypothetical line one that I don't think a lot of people will be happy with. And Granato sounded to me like he wants a lot more from his veteran defensemen and Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton. I tend to think that's not going to happen because I don't think they're very good players in the first place. But maybe that's Granato saying, hey, I needed more here. You know, hey, Adams, what the heck? My guys, these third-pair defensemen, they're supposed to help the depth. Not really happening. Sabres and Stars, Tuesday night. We'll get into the lineups, we'll get into the matchup, and also what Dallas has looked like this year, plus my same-game parlay all ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented on the show by FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday. All about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or a couple. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players score a touchdown, how many points will be scored total, and so much more. New customers, join today. You'll get up to $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, thanks for giving us your first listen every day. So I mentioned Greenway, Middlestat, Tuck, going to stay together as a regular line as the Sabres come out of their all-star break. What does that mean for the rest of the lineup? Jack Quinn exits the top six, and also Matias Samuelson exits the blue line. Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, they're going to remain together with Tuck down with Middlestap. That's going to put Kyle Ocposo on the wing with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. Not loving that. I, they're just kind of out of the ideas, right? Victor Olsson has not earned that. I think Peyton Krebs deserves that shot over Kyle Ocposo, but I guess Ocposo is going to be the one. And, you know, Ocposo has at least scored a few goals this year. He was at one point in time on about a 20-goal pace. I think on last check, it's more like 16 or 17. So he's putting the puck in the net a little bit, but there's nothing much happening there. There isn't a lot of generating play. There's not a lot of him carrying the puck. You know, Skinner is not a play driver also. Skinner's a finisher. And with Oposo not having near the speed and the puck-carrying ability that Alex Tuck does, I feel like Tage Thompson's kind of on his own on that line. I feel like that's one of those lines where if Tage isn't creating and generating himself, nothing's really happening there. And the way Tage has played recently, I think you'd want to insulate him as best as possible. I do not like Oposo playing on his wing whatsoever. Now, that means Dylan Cousins is going to play with JJ Paterka and Zach Benson. Benson will take. Jack Quinn spot. I think Benson has played fine. I think defensively he's been good. I think game away from the puck has been consistent all year long, but we do have to start wondering about Zach Benson and his ability to put the puck in the back of the net at this age. It's nice that he's NHL ready and it's nice that he's giving them a nice two-way game, but you know, you were drafted to be an offensive player and I get that he's not going to be perfect on that front right away. But you gotta give me something because Benson's gone 10 games since registering a point, a single assist. He's gone 17 games since scoring in Vegas. That was the last time that he scored a goal. You gotta get some more offensive impact from Zach Benson. Um, it's not fair maybe to count on more from him at 18 years old, but that's the place they're in. If they're gonna make a run here and get on a win streak, Benson's gotta continue to play well over the puck, give them some good defensive play, and on top of that he's got to be able to give them a little bit offensively. Middle set with Greenway and Tuck. Crabs with Gergensen's and Olufsen. I just don't expect anything from Victor Olufsen at this point in time. So, no Samuelson. Uh, actually, that probably means Olufsen will not play. Um, Samuelson's, though, has been in and out of the lineup. He's day-to-day. Um, and I don't know that at this point in time of recording, we know exactly what's happening with Girgensons But we do know that it's probably going to be seven defensemen for the Sabres. And the top four, I guess, is gonna be Dalene Yoki Haru, and then Owen Power with Zach Bentz, uh excuse me, um Jacob Bryson. So I don't know why Bryson's in the top four and Clifton Johnson and Johnson are the guys that aren't in there. I think Ryan Johnson needs to be in the top four, but another uh, problem that I would have with the lineup. And we don't know the goalie officially, but my expectation is that it would be Ukapek, Lucan and uh Yeah, and actually that is confirmed. Excuse me. It is confirmed. Lukenden will be between the pipes for the Sabres. The Stars will have Jake Ottinger in that, and he's very good. Very good. I had him on my Team USA on Friday as the backup goalie to Connor Hellebuck, one of the bright young goalies in the NHL that's going to be a starter for a very long time. He is a key to their team. I will say, though, Ottinger not having his best season. He's been fine this year. He's just above a 900 save percentage. He's been a lot higher than that in the past. Still not bad, though. And Jason Robertson continues to be their best player. 50 points in 49 games, over a point a game. The goal scoring has come down a little bit this year. Only scoring 17 goals. Kind of like Tage Thompson's season with the goal scoring. Despite, after scoring 46 last year, Robertson did. But Robinson gives you more as a playmaker. Robinson gives you more of an all-around game than Tage does. But his, his shooting percentage has been 15% for his career. It's down below 12% this year. Um, but still a very, very strong player in the NHL. He is on that top line. We'll go through what the whole lineup looks like for Dallas. We'll go through the odds and my same-game parlay of the night, my sneaky same-game parlay coming back here on the Locked On Savers podcast. We are brought to you by sleeper it is past the halfway point of the year we're back in a very familiar place about 10 points out of the postseason not fun but you know what is fun winning big playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network sleeper our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests check out which players will record over their total in goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, or more in a given game, which players will record more or less. If you get eight player stats right, then you're going to win 100 times your bet on Sleeper. 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention. Nail your picks so you can start winning big. When you do, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply that's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details and locational availability. Final segment here in the Locked on Sabres podcast. Be sure to check out our sister show, Locked on uh, Sports Today, the first ever 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Here for your 24 7, covering the top stories of sports of the day with the local experts of lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today and YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. Dallas in town on Tuesday, their favorite. And a big reason why they're a veteran team that has a lot of good players, even though a lot of them are into their 30s. Gone are the days where they are so reliant on the older guys like Tyler Sagan. Jamie Ben who by the way are still not that old. I mean Ben is at 34. Sagan's still only 32 but Sagan really hasn't been that top number one centerman for a couple of years. In fact he has not had more than 50 points in five years. He had 80 points in 18-19. Since then 50 points 49 points 50 points and this year 39 in 49 games. So Sagan's still a solid player, but not nearly what he used to be. Jamie Benn, same thing. A little bit of a contributor, but not the not the heart trophy guy that we once came to know. Uh, in terms of the old guys, the guy that's still productive is Joe Pavelski. That dude is unbelievable. Joe Pavelski, 39 years young. He's almost a point per game, 43 points in 49 games, 19 goals. We're talking about a 30-plus goal pace on the heels of a year last year in Dallas, the last two years in Dallas, actually. Actually, let's go all the way back. Let's his whole Dallas career. He got there in 2019-20 at thirty-five years old. In the last four seasons, fifty-one points in fifty-six games, eighty one points in eighty two games, seventy-seven points in eighty two games. And this year, 43 and 49. Bavalski's unbelievable. He has aged like fine wine in Dallas um, after a long career in San Jose. Listen, if there's one thing Dallas is good at, it's they're going to get those guys that are past their prime that are still a little bit productive. That was a little bit with Ryan Suter, um, of course, as well, who is still on that team, logging 20 minutes a night. Same thing, not near the player he used to be. He's 39 years old as well. They're kind of a retirement, uh, you know, community in Dallas, but Hey, it works. They're always the old one of the oldest teams in the league, but they find their way. Matt Duchesne, 33 years old. He's got a point a game this year. The young guys I mentioned are Robertson, Roop Hintz at 27, uh, Wyatt Johnson, also a good young player at 20 years old for them, and, of course, Miro Heiskanen, their best defenseman. The line combinations, the top six, Hints is centering Wyatt Johnson and Jason Robertson. That's the young line. That's the juice that they have in their lineup, and they put it right at the top. Sagan with Duchesne and Mason Marchment, kind of the more of the veteran line. Ben, Sam Steele, and Pavelski on line three. The blue line, some names that you might not be used to seeing. Uh, the three Finnish defensemen uh, rounding out the top four Miro Heiskinen, Essa Lindell, and Yanni Hankenpah, uh all on the top four. Thomas Harley also mixing in there as well. And then Ottinger, of course, in goal. All what that means and what that adds up to at the end of the day is a Dallas team that is a favorite over the Buffalo Sabres in a big way. Minus 162 on the road. Dallas against the Sabres. My same-game parlay of the day. All right, let's get to it. Three-leg parlay that I'm feeling very confident about for a 7 o'clock puck drive at Key Bank Center. I'm going to start with the puck line. Minus a goal and a half. Dallas. Minus a goal and a half at plus one forty two. Dallas to win the game by two or more. Here's a stat for you. Tuesday home games. Now the reason I'm I'm picking out Tuesdays. I always go to Tuesday games. I get free tickets at work. I'm lucky enough to have that that benefit. Um, and a lot of times the tickets that are available because it's just you know you lose usually a lighter crowd are the Tuesday games. So I always go to Tuesday nights. The Sabers have not covered. Nine straight home Tuesday games on the puck line. Let me rephrase that. So what that means is nine straight Tuesday home games. The Sabres have lost by two games or more. Except for maybe they've been favored by one or two of those. That's really bad. They're not good at home this year. This is a great Dallas team. They've got their starting goalie between the pipes. I've got Dallas to win this game by two or more. Uh, Second leg for me is going to be the Dallas Stars to score the first goal. Sabres always give up the first goal. You know, this kind of goes in concert with the Stars winning by two or more. They'd be pretty likely to score first if they do that. Uh, And the Sabres always give it up. So I'm going to go with Dallas to score the first goal. And finally, get one leg in on the Sabres. I'm going to go Kyle Aposo anytime goal scorer. He's plus 450, which is... Longer odds than Rasmus Dahlin, Zach Benson. It's about the same as Victor Olison, well behind Casey Middlestad, JJ Paterka. I mean, he's playing with Tage and Skinner. I don't necessarily think the line's going to work, but Oposo does have a couple goals this year nine, and to be exact. Um, he still has that finishing ability, and he's playing with Tage. All right, I'll give him at, at those odds, I'll go Oposo to score a goal in this game. All that adds up to plus 2795. 10 to win 279 or 100 to win uh, 2,790 uh, if you're interested. All right. It's going to do it for me today in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. If you want to tune in or you want to, I should say, jump into our group chat, uh, join subtext.com slash Lockdown Sabres. Sign up there. We'll be texting back and forth all night as hopefully this game goes well, but I'm not all that optimistic. We'll see what we get. Oh, real quick. Hot dog of the day. Of course, I almost forgot the the year of the dog, the year of the hot dog for the Sabers, and what we are looking at for the hot dog of the day, we are getting a Dallas, Texas style hot dog, and what that is going to mean is queso fundido, chorizo, pico de gallo, and cilantro. They called it the JR. Is that JR Jim Ross? I, I, JR Smith? I don't know who they were referencing uh, with JR. Jeremy Roenick? He was never in Dallas, was he? Whatever. I don't have time to think about it. Hot dog. All right. See, let me know what you think out of 10. Score out of 10 and let me know what you think. That's going to do it for us today in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Check out Lockdown Sports Today, 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, the first of its kind. They'll be talking plenty about the big game all week long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully after a Sabres win here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.